So, it's so good to be with you all, first of all. <laughs> I am glad to be here um, at Peace of Christ this morning. And I miss you all. Good to be back. When Aurelia mentioned um, Proverbs 31 to me, my mind kind of started going and wondering and thinking about what it means to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And how we can go about redefining that today. So before I was preparing the sermon, thinking about Proverbs 31, I realized I had no idea what any of the scripture actually said. But I knew that it meant I should be a virtuous woman. Whatever that means. Don't worry, there are plenty memes, blog posts, and input that will break down verses to a one-word attribute, just in case you don't understand. You don't even have to go read it for yourself. I can see myself as a college freshman, leaving home, ready to set my eyes on a mature man. But not without having pen and paper ready, taking notes on what I should be first. Proverbs 31.10, ambitious. Check. Verse 25, sense of humor. Check. Verse 18, decisive. Okay, I can work on that. Frugal. I don't see that anywhere in the text, but sure, I can be that too. Because I'm every woman. It's all in me. Anything you want done, baby, I can do it naturally. (laughs) I am convinced that women and men have been hearing and carrying out these messages from centuries just because it has a ring to it. It sounds good. It looks good on paper, but who can actually be it? Like, authentically. Like, forget that we were born imperfect creatures, but somewhere in our adulthood, we can become everything. I've been in progressive circles like Peace of Christ for a little while now, so much that sometimes I kind of forget that we don't typically always have the majority perspective. And that's okay. But I got a little curious, wondering what women are being taught about proverb, Proverbs 31 these days. Would it be different? Or would it be the same of what I'd grown up hearing. So I took to Pinterest. Yep, I know, that was the first wrong place. And I also looked on Google, 
just to read what people were saying. Yeah, I know. Exactly what I was doing. Shaking my head. And though it seemed like attitudes were changing, that a woman cannot be everything, and that Proverbs 31 isn't intended to make women feel inadequate, it was still this godly undertone that this is what women should aspire to be. Saying things like, this woman is in the Bible for a reason. We can learn from her. There's a lesson here. But here's the thing. Proverbs 31 was written as a message from a mother to her child, who was a king. So we already know that the bar is set high. And I'm wondering why nobody is asking Who did the king marry anyway? And how many of her attributes fit this virtuous woman persona? I think that the king's mother simply didn't want him to grow into a knucklehead that took his privilege for granted. She advocates for him not to participate in behavior that would diminish his responsibility tells him to speak up for the people in society whose voices aren't typically heard, the the destitute, the poor, those who are in need. And the portion of the text that stood out to me most was verse 20, where she opens her hands to the hungry and her arms to the homeless. But nobody is talking about this civic responsibility and this desire for justice and community as it relates to the Proverbs 31 woman. Except at peace of Christ. I really did love that. You don't typically hear us speaking about what it looks like to be a woman outside of the household, outside of being a wife. As we teach women to have this outstanding character, why aren't we teaching men the same thing? Are we? It's hard for me to take anything seriously that isn't treated with equity. Like, at an early age, somehow, I took to heart that I should remain abstinent, but my male counterpart didn't receive the same message. Or the opposite was true, that if a woman had sex with anyone, she was seen as promiscuous or loose. But the guy didn't receive the same treatment. Nowadays, when I see an article entitled 10 Ways to Find a Spouse or 5 Ways to Know That You Are Meant for Each Other or How to Get a Ring Before Spring, I cannot bring myself to read it. 
because it feels like I'm about to be taught an old school Bible lesson on how to get married and why it's the most important thing for me. How does this message read for a person that doesn't want to walk down the aisle? Or a man that's not interested in woman? Or a woman that is not interested in marrying a man? It seems to halt conversations in their tracks. Prevents us from talking to one another without shame or guilt or empathy or confusion on why Proverbs 31 isn't the ideal that you want. It is one of my goals to break down what relationships mean. To have conversations and figure out ways that healthy relationships, healthy communities, healthy people, and healthy romantic partnerships can be cultivated. And with that comes through healing and talking about pain. As I have become more outspoken about becoming and being a survivor of sexual assault and how it has impacted my own world, I have more and more women coming to speak to me, sharing short and long experiences about how they were also sexually assaulted, but find it difficult to speak. Afraid to tell their family, feeling more isolated than ever, and not even considering what it looks like to tell the police or take legal action. Because we know 9.9 times out of 10, we think we know what the circumstance will come down to or what the results will be. But I am of the belief that every time I declare my truth, that someone becomes brave enough to declare theirs too. Whatever your truth is, we should speak it. Find spaces where we can share it aloud and be open and receptive to hearing it. Maya Angelou says, quote, each of us has the right, that possibility to invent ourselves daily. If a person does not invent herself, she will be invented. So to be bodacious enough to invent ourselves is wise, end quote. When I was thinking of that quote, I didn't even think about the portion in which she said, to invent ourselves is wise. But it made me go back full circle to Proverbs, in which it is written, in a sense, out of wisdom. 
And it is a reminder, I believe, of what God tells us, that women are leaders. Women are wise. And how we can do that in our own lives. So on this Mother's Day, what does it look like to redefine mother? Or redefine woman? Or to redefine God? I named this sermon All About Love after a book I've been reading by Bell Hooks. She is a womanist, feminist, and she spends a lot of time breaking down what love means, what love actually looks like. That in culture, all the time, whether we are listening to a song on the radio or see people in relationships, we are always eager to seek and to find without actually knowing what love means. How we can redefine that so that we can learn how to love how to be, and what we need. I know that for me, I've had to go on my own journey of self-care just to figure out who I am and who I need to be instead of prescribing myself to a checklist. What it looks like to take a step back from all the things that are projected onto us and really hone in on what is true to the things we need to grow, to be, to create, to live in this world as God calls us to be. So what does that mean for you? to take a step back, to truly look at yourself, to look at your surroundings, and to identify everything that means for you and how it connects to everything around all of us. Would you pray with me? God. Thank you for this place of community giving us the ability to break down things that tend to be the norm.
so that we can redefine them, reconstruct what it means to live in this world, to stand true to who we are in you. On this Mother's Day, I ask that we celebrate. Celebrate our humanity and recognize that you are moving and breathing and living in all of us. That if we can continue to seek you how much this world could be a better place that we could continue to grow, continue to be, continue to live into everything that you are seeking from us, that we can take the time to be. Lord, I ask that you continue to send us your grace and your love, that you would continue to teach us and give us the ability to be in good and healthy relationships and community. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.